The iPhone design is compromised. I know it, you know it, Apple sure as hell knows it, and we need to talk about it. Like that dumb plastic window on the right side of the last two iPhones, or I should say on American iPhones. That is America's ass. Those are the models that have to support millimeter wave, AKA frequency range two, AKA high band 5G. Oh, you're using your made up names. Because regular old vanilla 5G, I'm talking low and mid band, sub six frequency range one, is just fine with regular old transparencies, but not millimeter wave. Nope, as the bands get high, the speed gets fast, sure, but the range and ability to penetrate objects gets way worse. And millimeter wave is just the way worsest. Like it can be blocked by turning our ugly bags of mostly water bodies around or by leaves or rain. Apple's antenna system is way, way better, but even it still needs that dumb plastic window on the right side to make millimeter wave even workable. But would you be willing to high key ditch high band just to make it go away? Especially now that AT&T and Verizon are beefing up their mid bands with C bands. Reeling it spent a total of $53 billion for those spectrum licenses. And just aren't so thirsty for high bands anymore. And I know, I know how ridiculous all of this radio jargon sounds, but do you still need or even want millimeter wave? Because international models don't have it, never had it. Even the latest iPhone SE in America didn't bother to add it. So do you want Apple to pave it over or are you just gonna wait it out and hope future millimeter wave antennas get better to the point where the dumb plastic window just goes away or millimeter wave just goes away? Oh, yeah. Like we all want a truly, truly edge to edge display. Face ID just doesn't work under glass. So we get a slowly slimming notch and maybe, just maybe, come the end of the year, an upside down Morse code for A is an Apple, an exclamation mark, literally putting the I on the iPhone. But riddle me this, what would you rather? A full on forehead like it's 2016 again and basically the whole entire opposite of going full screen? Or touch ID? that would get rid of the face ID dash, but not the selfie cam dot. Sometimes people like to use their phone under the yes. desk at like a, a meeting. Yes. And they don't want it, people to see them emailing or whatever they're doing. Yeah. How about under display touch ID and under display selfie cam? That would fix both. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And Apple has patents for acoustic touch ID. And I think they actually got Qualcomm's ultrasonic patents as part of their overall licensing deal as well. But would you be willing to put up with computationally salvaged selfies just to get a screen that's truly pristine and now? Or are you okay waiting just a little longer for under display tech to mature a little more and have all of those blemishes just truly finally melt away? Flip too hard, damn it! Here's another. Apple wants iPhones to be thin, but physics demands camera systems be thick, like six to seven elements of thick these days, which results in the most massive hump of a back camera bump compromise imaginable, fathomable. And each and every year that the cameras get better, those teeter-totter lumps just get bigger. So should Apple just make iPhones thicker? I mean, in general, to match. No. And it's a tough choice because thinness is really a side effect of lightness, which is a big part of usability. Lighter phones are easier to hold up for longer periods of time while we game or watch videos or read or film or chat or whatever. But would you be okay with that if let's say they use the extra thickness to stuff in extra battery, even if that adds even more weight because batteries are heavy and heat because they're insulators and interference because they're not RF transparent 
Would that be a win-win for you? Because suddenly your iPhone Max is the perfect multitasker for alternate arm curls and planks, go gains, or lose-lose, because you don't care that much about cameras and think the iPhone Max battery life and weight are just already OP. So maybe you'd rather just wait on a periscope lens that trades Z-Index for X and better computational cameras, basically use time to solve for technology. That's what compromises, what trade-offs really are. They're bets on and hedges against the future, like Ceramic Shield, which makes iPhone screens so much more shatter resistant, but at the expense of making them way less scratch resistant. Yeah, it turns out the type of hardness you need to survive a Jerry scratches everything at level six with deeper grooves at level seven is different in kind from the structure you need to survive and everything Apple drop protest at hair height because science. Steve Jobs asked for the impossible, turn something fragile into something indestructible. So should Apple try to solve for that by switching to a sapphire shield, for example, similar if not exactly the same to what they use in higher end Apple watches already because they tried that several years ago and just couldn't get it to work at scale? Or would you rather take better scratch resistance if it costs you some shatter resistance? Resistance is futile. And you'll just throw on an ablative armor style screen protector and case. This is the way. Because those are the kind of trade-offs Apple has to consider constantly, device to device, year to year, iteration to iteration. And then we get to consider them and figure out if Apple made the right compromises personally for us, or at least for us for right now. And I have to consider all of that in my reviews, the exact same ones I'm now teaching how to do in my brand new Nebula class. It's all about how I get the most out of whatever prep time I have, how I manage production under really tight embargoes, and all my very best tips for editing on the shortest of deadlines. But there's also low spec gamer on high spec content, legal eagle on how to sue like a lawyer, Thomas Frank's Business 101 for Creators, as well as classes on music and writing and animation and travel and so much more with new classes going live pretty much every week. They're all masterful creator classes produced and available for just 10 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year. And that includes the thousands of ad-free, sponsor-free videos already on Nebula and all the new videos coming out each day from me, MKBHD, TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Epos Vox, and all your favorite education creators, including original, exclusive, extended, and bonus videos only available on Nebula. And for the thousands of you who've already signed up for Nebula, including through CuriosityStream, it'll be five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year to upgrade for classes. Just hit that button on the screen or the link in the description to sign up and start watching my class right now. Clicking on that link really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video to see the kind of compromises Apple's wrestling with already for the Mac. So just hit up that link and I'll see you in the next video.